The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about more effective ways to communicate using data. Joining us is Kristen Sosolsky, who is an associate professor at NYU Stern and the author of Data Visualization Made Simple. Kristen's book is a practical guide to the fundamental strategies and real-world cases for data visualization that offers practitioners in almost every field a coherent way to share findings from original research, big data, and learning analytics. Yesterday, Kristen and I talked through the process of collecting and analyzing a data set, basically everything you need to do before working on your data visualization. And today, she's going to provide us with her tips on creating better data visualizations. Here's our interview with Kristen Sosolsky, Associate Professor at NYU Stern and the author of Data Visualization Made Simple. Kristen, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much, Ben. Happy to be here. Great to have you back on the show. Uh, yesterday, we talked a little bit about basically the prep work you need to do to get your analytics ready for visualization. And just to quickly summarize, you have to understand the underlying data that you've captured. You have to have some intuition about your business and know what you want to analyze. You have to have the right platform to be able to do your analysis. And you're looking for some correlation and some big trends as you start thinking about how to visualize your data. That said, I'd love to hear your tips on how you match the right data with the right visualization techniques. Talk to me about some of the different ways that marketers can visualize their data, and then let's get into what are some of the best ways to visualize different types of data. What are some of the options marketers have at their disposal? Well, the great thing is that you have like 30 to 50 different chart types at your disposal. The key is not all those chart types are going to be interpretable to your audience. So you want to pick charts that are simple, that make sense, but clearly communicate your key message. So when we think just like kind of the simplest data that you may have, it might be categorical data. So you might want to look at different click-through rates by device. So showing those in terms of the comparisons or proportions through bar charts, through donut plots, through pie charts even, all those are reasonable options and are quite interpretable as long as we don't have too many different categories. So imagine if you had 50 different devices, you wouldn't want to show a bar chart with 50 different bars or have a pie with 50 different slices. So then you want to start grouping your categories into larger ones, for example. And just as a tip, every pie chart can be turned into a bar chart. 
It might just be because it's close to lunch, but 50 slices of pie doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> Data visualization jokes by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Back to the subject at hand. You mentioned that, you know, there's bar charts and pie charts, and sometimes you can basically have, let's use another food metaphor, line salad, right? If you're using a line chart and all of a sudden you have 50 different data points you're trying to represent at once, mm -hmm. when you have complicated data sets... How do you manage that? How do you simplify and make sure that people are able to understand what you're trying to get across? You know, a lot of it really comes in the design and the delivery. So you mentioned a line chart. So you need to have time series data for that. And time series data can also be categorized. So if you want to see the number of clicks by your subscribers by device, now we're able to group that into different categories and we can show that over time. And we can do that by proportion, by showing a stacked area or by using a line chart. But let's say that we have more than five devices in our data set that we want to show the increase or decrease or the change over time in terms of click-through rates. Now, you can put those into larger categories or you can do a build, a build-up in terms of how you present it. So you can show the first category and then the second category and the third category to kind of build the chart up. And then you can have a last category that's called other. And then you can just explain that to your audience, especially if it's not pertinent to the message that there are a hundred different versions of web browsers on the market. While we care where our audience is coming from, I'm going to group these into the three major competitors in the market, for example. Is there a rule of thumb for how many data points is too many? I'm just visually, how much can people consume in a short period of time? If you're in a sales presentation and you put up your big line chart or your bar chart, what can people actually digest quickly and what's too much? Well, first of all, if it doesn't show a clear trend, no matter if it's a single line or 40 lines in that chart, there might not be a reason to show it. If you're kind of saying like things are all over the place, there isn't really a trend or a pattern. Showing a graph that shows that isn't that interesting. But when you can actually use the chart to use the data as evidence visually, that's where it's going to be powerful. Going back to your question, well, how many lines do you want to show? Again, you can show all the series, every single line in your data set if you want, and then just highlight one of them in a different color and make the rest gray. So you can show the total picture, the complete context, and then the line that will stand out, we call that using a pre-attentive attribute. It's highlighting the most important information. So that single series, that's the one that is showing a clear trend where the others aren't, is the one you want to talk about. And that's the reason why you're showing the chart. So if you have a complicated data set, there's a couple different options. You could start aggregating your data. You could break it apart into multiple charts, or you could just highlight the most important line and speak to it. I've actually think that there's a fourth option here in sales presentations and marketing material that I've put together. I have purposefully used overly complicated charts that are illegible to get across the point that we are working on a complicated subject and that hey, when you look at this line chart with 45 different lines and they're all going different directions, it's incredibly difficult to try to figure out what's happening. And using a complicated data set that is basically a bad visualization, you can prove a point that you are working in a complicated industry and then work your way down from that to try to basically simplify and get your point across. I love what you're saying, Ben. So what you're doing is you're building a story. You have a starting place, which is everything. And then you're kind of saying, well, how do we make sense of all this data? And then breaking that down and explaining and in some ways, right, teaching your audience how you approach that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And talk to me a little bit more about building a story with your data. We talked a little bit about some of the options of different charts you have, but how do you really get your narrative across? 
So there's some techniques that you can definitely try. So one is starting with a question for the audience. How do you get your audience invested in what you're going to show them and tell them? And you want to make sure that you're not just showing, but you're also telling that you're doing those two things at once. Anything that you show on the screen, you want to make sure that's explained and explained in a way that is not in a defensive way, but just really clearly outlining what the audience should be looking at and drawing their attention to the most important information. Just because it's on the screen doesn't mean our audience can see it. So this is the argument for producing really clear data graphics that the message is easy to perceive at a glance, right? So if we're looking at a bar chart or a line chart, all the different data series are one color and the data point that you want to point out is a contrasting color to make it really clear. Techniques like using progressive disclosure, starting with a data graphic that doesn't have a title, doesn't have any information and asking the audience, what do you think this is telling us? And then slowly revealing after getting their input what the data is that they're looking at and then going through and annotating the different data points to show how these points all together have led us to a successful marketing campaign. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about building presentations with data graphics and the actual delivery of your point. Talk to me a little bit about some best practices for getting your point across using your visualizations. So we go through all this time and effort to kind of collect our data, to analyze it, and to present the insights and key findings in a beautiful data graphic. And we've been probably looking at that data graphic way longer than our audience has. So some things to think about is that you want to have a guiding explanation of every data graphic that you show. For instance, explain what the data axes mean. What does X and Y mean? So everybody can kind of orient themselves. What do the scales mean? Am I looking at annual data? Am I looking at minute by minute data? These things are important. Am I looking at it from 2018 or from the past decade? So you basically want to set some context so the viewer understands what they're seeing and then describe to them what the conclusion is as well. Absolutely. And then you want to describe what the encodings mean. 
So this requires an explanation of the meanings of if you're using circles or bubbles or points, shaded regions, lines, or colors. So if we use color, you want to explain why you're using color and what the colors mean. We've all seen those data maps that have a legend of 25 different colors, and you're supposed to look at the legend and map to each geography. And that can be quite taxing as you're also trying to understand what the key message is of the data graphic. So take some time, be kind to your audience, explain what the different colors mean if you're using colors, explain why some bubbles are bigger than other bubbles and why the bubbles are sized in a certain way, maybe for population as an example or revenue. And then describe, again, the level of detail that's presented. And finally, what data points that the audience should be looking at and the key takeaway from the chart. And these are like five things that you can write in the notes field of your PowerPoint presentation or your Google Press. On the back of your hand. <laughs> On the back of your hand. Again, it's like, what do the axes mean? What do the encodings mean? What level of details presented? What data points should they be looking at? And then what are the key takeaways for the audience? It sounds like you want to err on the side of just explaining every little detail about the chart. And I'm, I'm sure that there's a way that you can overdo that. What's the line and what are some of the faux pas about data visualization? Where can you go too far? And what are some of the things that just are going to come off as tacky? Yeah, right. So you don't want to be redundant. For instance, if you're labeling your y-axis, you don't want to label your y-axis and then label the bars as well, which will show the values that correspond exactly to the y-axis. So you kind of want to reduce the extra information in the slide and maybe think about using animation to quickly go through some of these details. So you've probably seen like people draw out data graphics. So they'll draw the axes and they'll say, okay, so now we're looking at the correlation between x and y. And here's x and this represents this and here are the values for that and the relationship between between why. Now we're looking at this particular product that has really high potential in our marketplace, blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't take that long to go through it, but just to kind of give everybody an orientation of what type of relationship they should be looking for, and then point out the one that is the key to your presentation. Simplify your graphics and explain them as much as you possibly can, but you don't have to explain the same thing over and over again is how I would dumb down what you're saying. Okay, great. I like that. All right. Talk to me about some of the other do's and don'ts in terms of creating your visualizations, other not necessarily faux pas, but what are some of the things to avoid? So you want to make sure that any information that you show to your audience is readable. I don't know how many times you've been in a presentation where maybe you've gotten a bad seat in the back of the room, or maybe it's even a conference room where just the designer of the presentation really didn't think much about the audience. There's just like way too much information on the screen. And I don't really have a compass and the presenter isn't that great at being that compass. And so you never want to be in that presentation. And I always think like, give the audience a job, give them a question to think about, it'll kind of lead them through whatever it is that you're trying to communicate. I think about making sure that you're just being truthful and ethical with your data. So always citing your data source is really important. And just if you're using data as evidence, like this builds credibility and also shows that you really know your data. So that's another thing. And you also want to just consider how much information that you show in the graphic. Sometimes it's just not necessary to show all the data just because you have it. So being concise and simple is definitely an art and it can be really effective to get your message across. And I know I asked this in our last episode, but is there any way to make sure that all of your revenue charts go up and to the right? <laughs> no. We didn't think of another one today? Okay, damn. 
I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> Kidding aside, what are some of the resources that you suggest marketers who want to get better at visualization? Obviously, we have your book, a great guide. We'll include a link in our show notes and we'll give everybody the link when we're doing the outro of this episode. But what are some of the other resources that you recommend for people that want to become better at visualizations and, and specifically presentation of data? I would group the resources into several categories. So certainly there's opportunities for professional training and also in higher education to learn how to actually build the data graphics and how to work with data. So those two things really do go hand in hand. So if you're not really solid with working with data, it's great to get training in statistics and different types of regression techniques and then be able to figure out how to actually build those with the tools and make sure that you can interpret the results that are being shown. And there are plenty of online tutorials and classes out there that are great for showing you the how-to, and you could be working with sample data sets and then try them out on your own. There's a lot of training opportunities available for that. There are also specialized workshops that are held by these great visualization designers like Edward Tufte. You might have heard about him. He's the grandfather of information graphics, has four books out there on the subject. There's also David McCandless. He offers several workshops that are also fantastic. I've taken both of them. So there are a lot of like data visualization leaders out there that you can learn from a design perspective. And then there's really those data analytic courses that have a visualization component that you can take at the university level. And I would say that practice really makes perfect. Having your hand in understanding the data, understanding the design and the tools puts you in a really good position. And then it's just practice after that. And a great way to practice is to show your work to others. So I would say to get feedback and to use that feedback to kind of improve how you communicate those messages through data graphics. So Kristen, I think you're being a little modest. You haven't said anything about your courses and your book. Oh. <laughs> I know you did yesterday, but I was trying to throw you a softball there to tell us a little bit about what you do and some of the ways that people can learn data visualization and your approach to it. Tell us about how people can engage with you and some of the courses and the content that you've created. Absolutely. So my book, Data Visualization Made Simple, Insights to Becoming Visual, is a great primer for anyone from data wonks to artists to executives who are interested in learning the process of data visualization, which is the process of building data graphics and communicating key insights. In addition to that book, I also offer a fully online course in visualizing data through NYU Stern. And it's a course that's open to the world, so anyone can register for the course. And there we really build a community around creating data graphics for many different business cases and as really a way to learn the process together in an online setting. We also do online meetups, so we actually get to talk to one another in the online course. And then at Stern, I also teach MBAs and executives through various programs that we offer there. So those are just kind of a few ways. And I always kind of share my tips on my blog and through Twitter. So that's another place you can go. Okay. Well, Kristen, I have to say thank you for coming on the show and talking to us a little bit more about how to make our point as marketers. That's often what we're trying to do. And using data and visualization is obviously a key way to help us differentiate. So thank you for taking the time to join the show. Thank you very much, Ben. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Kristen Sosalski, Associate Professor at NYU Stern and the author of Data Visualization Made Simple, for joining us. If you'd like to contact Kristen, you can click on the link in our show notes to her LinkedIn profile. You can send her a tweet at Sosalski. 
S-O-S-U-L-S-K-I, or you can visit her website, kristensosolski.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-O-S-U-L-S-K-I.com. Or if you're interested in her book, Data Visualization Made Simple, you can go to becomingvisual.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can also reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.